Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now your Truth Time host, Trey Searcy. So Preacher Rodney faceplants down the Universalist rabbit hole. Wonder what all the Rodneyites think now. Will they recognize and admit their error? Jump ship and swim to freedom? Or allow their pride to get the best of them? Hey, admitting you were wrong is something we've all had to do. No shame in that game. Admit it, correct it, and get on with it. You see, the problem with bad doctrine is one bad one leads to another, to another, and then another. And pretty soon, down the slippery slope you've gone, the wheels fall off. In one of his latest, he he held up a book and told the congregation that they're all getting a copy for Christmas. He said, this book will change your life. Is it a King James Bible? Is that the book that'll change their lives? No, it's it's a book written by Universalists. And Truth Time is aware of this Universalist author. We've known about him for years. He brings nothing new to the table. Just regurgitated nonsense. His book will change your life all right. Teach you how to elevate man's word above God's. That's how it'll change you. Oh, but Trey, it, it helps me with interpretation. Really. The universalist belief is that the unbeliever dies after God's done refining them. They ultimately end up with all believers in heaven, which sounds like Catholic purgatory. Any evidence of that? Or is that from the mind of men? Let's see. Matthew twenty-five forty-one. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, do you really need a universalist book to interpret this? I don't think so. Depart from me, ye cursed, into what? Temporary fire, as the universalists tell us? Everlasting fire. I think those are different. Universalists rest this and, and try to explain it away. We believe it. Okay, maybe it's Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. Maybe that's what the book's for. The book we all get for Christmas, maybe it can help us interpret this. Let's see. The great prophet Daniel said, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Need any further interpretation? Did Daniel speak plain enough for us here? Or is there a code we must crack? Hey, listen. The secret key... Now listen. This is a secret, so listen. I have groundbreaking news for you. The big secret to unlocking the Bible is... Wait for it. Believe what you read. There it is. The big secret. We've cracked the code. Believe what you read. You don't have to depend on any man for some sort of special, secret knowledge. God gave me something you've never heard before. No one's ever preached what I'm getting ready to say. Hey, just believe what you read. That's how you crack the code. 
The King James Bible is, is written on a sixth grade reading level. For the most part, it's easy to understand. And for the few parts that are not, there's a better way of figuring it out than depending on a man-made theological system called universalism. Hang on to your Bible, but throw all the isms and schisms out the door. And be careful with the groups practicing dispensationalism. A lot of those have some jacked-up beliefs as well. So watch out. Bottom line is, God doesn't need help in the communication department. He's the creator of communication. What he needs is for us to believe what we read. Some act as if the Bible is God speaking in tongues, and they need a translator. Universalists say that after unbelievers die, they'll go to universalist purgatory. Let's see. So what about blasphemy? Mark chapter 3. Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewithsoever they shall blaspheme. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. If you paid attention, two points should have jumped off the page at you. Never forgiveness and eternal damnation. Never forgiveness equals never saved. Resulting in what? Eternal damnation. Not temporal damnation, until they later appear at purgatory. Universal salvation is not biblical. No verse in its context teaches it. Not a one. There's nowhere the unbeliever goes to get regenerated, reconditioned, to get a tune-up, to eventually be saved. This salvation for all business is a hoax. You see, we don't need a book. We need the book. God's book interprets itself. I'm familiar with all these universalists. Sometimes I feel like Paul. In conference, they add nothing to me. Only God's words add to me. But universalists are men followers who teach others how to do the same. This man leads you to this man, then another and another. It's like a big pyramid scheme. The universalist system is hedonistic, humanistic, self-centered and self-serving. You have to admit it's very satisfying to the flesh to think that, Oh, goody, everyone's going to heaven. Preacher Rodney, as he takes you for a stroll down the Universalist Bunny Trail, uses Matthew chapter 12, verse 20. A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. Which is a quote from Isaiah 41. It's prophecy about Jesus being the servant of, of whom God speaks of being so gentle that he doesn't even break a bruised reed or quench a smoldering wick. Go read that in Isaiah. Jesus is gentle in bringing justice to victory. But what preacher Rodney left out is that Jesus is going to bring victorious justice all right, but he brings it to all who trust him. And it's later, later on, the judgment of God comes upon his enemies the ones that do not trust him. 
This isn't taking place during the dispensation of God's grace. Currently, God is holding back his day of wrath. But in the future, John 3.18, whomever believes in the name of the Son of God is not condemned. But he who does not believe in the name, he's condemned already. Condemned to what? A temporary holding place? Where he can go get a tune-up? Sounds romantic. As someone who, who knows a lot of unbelievers, hey, I'll admit it, it appeals to my flesh. I'll give you that. But I'm a truth seeker. So is it true? Matthew twenty five forty six, And these shall go away into, uh-oh, this just blows everything. Everlasting punishment. Apparently, some don't understand the meaning of everlasting. Is it a, 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 an amount of time to be corrected? Or is it, as Jesus said, quote-unquote, everlasting punishment? There's more. Matthew 18.8 Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off, and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life, halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into... Oh, there it is. There it is again. Everlasting fire. What's confusing about this? Some receive eternal life, some everlasting fire. Mark, in the ninth chapter of his book, describes people going to a place where, quote, the fire is not quenched. And for understanding purposes, just in case he had a universalist in his audience, one who questioned this, he repeated it four times. Four times. Not one, not two or three, but four times he said, the fire never shall be quenched. Folks, that's everlasting. I bet that neither Matthew or Mark would uh, be able to stomach being in the same room with some of our preachers today, the ones who have total disregard for their scriptures. In Revelation chapter 14, again, it's made clear. John here makes it just as clear as Matthew and Mark did. Verse 10 the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels. Here we see the words, tormented with fire. Let's read on. And in the presence of the Lamb and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up for ever and ever. There's your timeline forever and ever. Read on, and they have no rest, day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. It's impossible to miss this truth. This speaks of those who worship the beast and take his mark, getting tormented with fire. For how long? Forever and ever. There's no wiggle room here. None! You can't escape this truth on a Dodge Tomahawk. You can't get away in a spirit of Australia speedboat. This word of truth is our sword. You can use it to chop down these false interpretations like the rotten trees they are. This should be an insult to your intelligence. It's a mixed-up word salad, and the dressing's gone bad. 
Universalists often use uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 to try and make their point. I've taught on it before and really don't have the time, but real quick, in the verse, Paul says, We trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Okay, you got 12 men drowning. Jesus pulls up in a boat and says, I'll save you. Just trust me and get in. Only three get in the boat. The other nine continue to flail around in the water while Jesus rows the boat back to shore. Is he the Savior of all twelve, or just the three? He's the Savior of all men. But the verse doesn't say he saved all men. He's the Savior of all men, all twelve, especially them, the three that believed. Listen, if you're okay with missing the mark, be a universalist. They miss it. But if you want to catapult yourself to the head of the class, there's something far better. Universalism was invented in the minds of men. It's not structurally sound. There's different flavors of it. Full-on universalism says that even the fallen angels and Satan himself is going to be saved. Now, you have to totally divorce the verses from their context to arrive at that illogical conclusion. God's word disagrees. Revelation 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night for how long? Forever and ever. You've got to be a gold medalist in spiritual gymnastics to twist this enough to make it support universalism. It comes down to, do you worship God or do you reverence men? Men like Billy Graham and Robert Schuller. They taught a flavor of this mess as well. They said all roads lead to salvation. You can come through Jesus or Buddha, Muhammad, Hinduism. Take your pick. Whichever road is the most convenient for you. They all lead to the same place. I heard Billy say, The body of Christ is being filled up with people who come from outside of the Christian belief. Welcome to Nutsville, folks. He said, Whether they come from the Buddhist world, Muslim world, or atheist world, they're saved, whether they're conscious of Jesus or not. They've all been called by God, he said. He said they don't know him, but they turn to the only light they have, and God will save them, and we will see them in heaven. That's from Billy Graham. Look it up. This truth's not hidden. The truth's only hidden to those who refuse to look at it. This is the state we're in, folks, here in 2021. Nothing of the cross of Christ and its sufficiency pertaining to our sins. No need for belief in the resurrection unto justification. All that cross business and, and all the bloodshed, it means nothing. Paul's words couldn't be more pertinent than they are today. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, it and only it, it's exclusive, not inclusive. It, the gospel, is the only power unto salvation. 
We are not born a child of God. We become a child of God. By faith in the Son and what He accomplished for our never-dying souls. The statement that we're all God's children that we've heard all of our life, it doesn't matter how long you've heard it, it's a lie. Galatians 3.26 For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Who's the children of God according to the Bible? The by-faithers, those in Christ. Some of this is so simple, it goes over their heads, you see. They're a legend in their own mind. With all their books and commentaries and church father worship, when all they needed was the book, not a book, but the book. Stop making idols out of men and fall in love with the maker of men. Yeah, we're familiar with all these universalists, and boy, they do they do worship men. They worship them and their many writings just almost as much as the Calvinists do. They idol worship a bunch of misogynistic church fathers. Check out a podcast I did a while back on a male chauvinist Baptist preacher, Stuart Allen Clark. Well, in the same podcast, I also covered the genophobic church fathers. My inbox was crammed with listeners who were unaware of just how misogynistic these so-called church fathers were. Check it out. You'll be amazed. Or the better word is disgusted. Real quick, I'll, I'll share one with you. This from Origen, who, by the way, is the universalist church daddy. He began to make universalism popular back in the 2nd and 3rd centuries. Here's a quote. Men should not sit and listen to a woman, even if she says admirable things, or even saintly things. That is of little consequence, since it came from the mouth of a woman. End quote. There you go, folks. Words from the Mac Daddy himself, the father of universalism, origin. Feels like I need a shower after that. What a mess. Some of these fellows were sick in the mind. Yet we've got those today that hold them up on a pedestal and call them our church fathers. Not happening here. I'm here to make you think. Today we're being inundated with Gnostic Universalism, Free Will Universalist, Others are divine election universalist. They have a sundry of flavors, that's for sure, and just as many divisions among them as well. And it's why groups are dangerous. Be careful. I stay away from groupthink. Anyone that takes the Ministry of Reconciliation serious has most likely had a conversation with someone who asked, How could a loving God send someone to hell? To that I say, just who is God sending to hell? They go there by their own free will. I recently did a podcast, Man-Made Methods That Will Send You to Hell. Not God. God made the way for you to not go there. Take it or leave it. If you wind up on the other side of God's justice, don't blame Him. You had a choice. God will never violate your free will. His love persuades, but never forces. And let me add, if I may, 
God loves, but God is not just love. Don't limit Him. He's so much more. God's love includes justice. God is just. His love includes judgment. God is the righteous judge. And according to the gospel of the kingdom, Israel, believing that Jesus was the Son of God and their endurance to the end, is what was mandatory for them to evade everlasting punishment. You see the love there? God loved them by making a way. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God and endure to the end. There's the way. The way for what? To evade everlasting punishment. And according to the dispensation that we currently live in, it's mandatory that we trust Christ by believing Paul's gospel. That's how we evade everlasting punishment. God's not some monster. A monster would not give you a way out. This is really not hard. Let me close with this. Beware of preachers, who, the ones who, who take their hand-picked verses put their spin on them, and try to prove their feel-good universalism. Of course it sounds good to itching ears. Itching ears love to hear that everyone's going to heaven. But it's just not true. Appealing to our flesh? Yes. True? No. This movement has been in operation for many years now. It's a part of what we taught about a few years back in a podcast called Catholic Charismatic Renewal. That's what's going on. And it's all done in the spirit of ecumenicalism. If it feels good, it must be good. If it feels right, it must be right. We are not all God's children. Creation? Yes. All God's children? No. Belief is and always has been required to become a child of God. Without it, you're not a child of God, and you will not spend eternity with Him. Got a Bible question? Call toll-free 1-888-988-9562. Email us at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest. Yeah.